Welcome to the More Than a Mommy podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. Y'all thought that was Erica Badu Denshaw. <laughs> it's me, your girl. I don't okay. Let's let's pause. Let's rewind. Folks, I've had my coffee. It's been a day. It's been a week. And I just had my coffee. And that coffee has given me life. And in fact, it gave me so much life that I said, you know what? Let me pause. Talk to the people. Help them remember that. We made it through this year alive, and that's important. Actually, that's extremely important, and we need to celebrate it. And something that I was realizing is that I was about to go out of this year in like tiptoe fashion, in a way that was not... Um, meeting the moment of all that I personally have overcome. And so if you are anyone who that resonates with or you realize that, you know, you weren't going to make a big deal about surviving this year, I'm here to tell you that that's absolutely not the move. The move is to allow ourselves to celebrate the huge win that is 2021, okay? And you're probably like, um, I'm sorry, did you say the huge win? Because I look back and I see struggle and I understand. But what if I asked you if struggle and victory could live in the same household, huh? Huh? Because that's something that I have learned this year is that I can choose joy even in the darkest of seasons even when things don't look like they are just going to work out, even when my soul is telling me to give up, the superpower that the Lord has given me is the ability to choose joy no matter what. I am the owner of my happiness. I am responsible for cultivating my joy, and I have that within me. Now, does my best look different at different times? Of course it does. Sometimes, like earlier today, or maybe that was yesterday, who knows, it's a blur. But I remember just thinking of how irritated I was, and I was probably cranky and hangry at the same time, which that's never a combo we want to see. And I was just irritated. I was irritated with people doing things that like they know they shouldn't be doing irritated that those people had any like attachment to me irritated that other folks decisions impact my ability to roam freely through this world and just you know i was just cranky i was irritated about all that had happened to me this year irritated that other people live even like more unhealthy lives than i've had ever living as an adult and that i said living that's not a word but lived as an adult and they just still get to be out here all willy-nilly 
Like, I'm just saying all this stuff because that's really what was going through my mind. I was like a mutt in a rut, okay? And I had to, I saw, I believe in angel numbers. I believe the Lord has given us angels. I saw the number 1111. So anytime I see an angel number, which is a number that repeats, if I see it often, I'll just like Google, what does this number mean? Especially if it's something that like pops up. I, I even when I know what the, the number means, I still like to search it out again because sometimes it has new meaning or the meaning might apply differently in whatever situation I was in. And normally 1111 means like good things are happening. Your angels are communicating with you that good things are happening. But when I searched it this time, it was like your angels are trying to uh, warn you that you need to keep your thoughts positive. And I really, that really resonated with me because like I have been manifest, I mean, excuse me, now the coffee has got me too hyped. I have been meditating a lot daily for a while now. And one of the things that has really uh, been a big aha for me is that, you know, yeah, of course we can use our words to call things into our lives. Of course we can act on things, but the biggest energy suck or magnet, I'll say, is the way that we use our minds. So if I am positively thinking and thinking positive thoughts, making sure that my mind is calling for things that will bless me and not hurt me, then that's the energy I put out into the world. But if I am always like in my head griping and complaining and forgetting to be grateful and being irritated, then that also shapes the world that I live in, you know, my own personal bubble. And so I took that as a warning. I don't know if that was like my grandma. I feel like that that warning is like a maternal chastisement. So whoever my angel is, my great grandma or my grandma who was trying to check me, I appreciate that. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for sending angels my way who will keep me in check and remind me that this is not the time god did not bring me through all that he has brought me through for me to stay here but i have a responsibility to maintain the miracle that he's given me so i say all that to say that i do believe that we can choose happiness we can choose victory we can see the good even in the most difficult of seasons i don't want it to feel like toxic positivity in what i'm saying but I do want it to be clear that really our happiness is a choice, that most of our world is how we see it and not how it's given to us. It's how we react and how we respond that shapes the like the feeling of how we're living. All right. So didn't know I was going to hop in that fast and just give you the goods. This is probably going to be a nice, short and sweet episode. And I think as I do more episodes like this, first of all, I love it. It's fun. I'm here for it. It doesn't matter if like, I don't know who's listening. I just did my Spotify wrapped and I see I got some fam in the UK. I'm not going to be disrespectful and um, introduce what I think is a great accent from uk but i do want to say hello to my mates um not even sure if that's australia okay i'm sorry about that you know it's just know that for a long time i have been obsessed with thinking i'm from england i really you know feel like a part of me is in london and i felt like that for a long time so the fact that you all are listening to me in the uk makes my heart just 
swell with pride. Shout out to everybody who listens, um, who prioritizes this moment. I hope that you get what I'm trying to give. I hope that we are in this space together, just growing and reflecting and reminding ourselves of the greatness that we possess. Um, but I really have found like enjoyment and just getting like straight to it. I appreciate all types of podcasts. I have some favorites on my own, but I also am very sensitive, like sensory wise sometimes. And I don't like to hear people talk on and on and on and on. So I really enjoy having episodes on my podcast, at least that are less than like 20, 15 minutes. Now, if I do interviews, of course, they might be longer because I want to give people space to share and show up in the way that feels most authentic to them. But when it's just me and you, boo, like, (laughs) let's have our conversation and go. (laughs) So my intention today is really to remind you that no matter what has happened this year, And if it's anything like what I've known about 21, 2021, I should say, or what I've heard about 2021, it was probably very eventful for a myriad of reasons, none that you need to, you know, disclose right now. But I just want to remind you that there can still be celebration, even amidst pain, even amidst things not going the way that we hoped even when there's still struggles that you're dealing with, there is always something to be grateful for. We agreed to wake up this morning. Like that agreement was first made by our creator because he woke us up, but then we got up, right? We agreed to do life another day. That in itself is a huge deal. It's a reason to celebrate. And I don't want you to forget that. I truly believe that when we start to prioritize gratitude, when we start to celebrate the quote unquote little moments, that that builds up to bigger results, bigger, uh, even expectation, right? Because sometimes if I speak for myself, if I'm irritated and I'm thinking about why this person didn't do this and how come this happened to me and oh my gosh, I don't have enough X, Y, Z then that's like shrinking my world. It's shrinking the possibilities. I'm calling forth really scarcity. That's a scarcity mindset. And so when I intentionally shift in those moments, especially to an abundance mindset, it reminds me that I have enough. I am enough. I will always be enough. There is nothing that God will not provide to me because he provides all of my needs and he actually wants me out here living in abundance. So there's no reason for me to dwell on what's not going right because there is so much more available to me if I choose to set my gaze on it. And I hope that that encourages you. I hope that you take some time to journal after you uh, end this episode And just really ask yourself, like, am I thinking in an abundant mindset where I know that there will always be more than enough for me available of whatever I'm asking for? Or am I still pulling from the scarcity mindset where I have to gripe and complain about the things that aren't going right? Because those are the things that are in the forefront of my mind. And those are the things that I am valuing. And we got to be real with ourselves. I saw something recently online and it was like, um, make sure you're not the weapon that's prospering against yourself. 
And I was like, y'all better preach on this internet meme ministry because that is so true. We often, you know, say, oh, it's the devil. Oh, them curses. Oh, you know, X, Y, like insert some type of spiritual jargon here. And it's time for us to really take ownership of the way our lives are are happening. It's time for us to know that actually we had something to do with that as well. And you know, I wasn't even gonna go down that route, but like if I use um, my personal example with having that breast cancer scare earlier this year, right? I was so caught up at, at like, at least at first, I was so caught up in the why me, the woe is me, I can't believe this is happening, why is this happening to me and not people who are unhealthy? And then I was that like pity mindset and like that complaining mindset that stole away my chance or it really didn't steal it away, but it delayed my opportunity to see what my role was in that diagnosis and then what I could do better because of that. So obviously, I finally did get to a point where I was like, you know what? I, I was like very stressed at work. I knew that I was very stressed at work, but I was still trying to thug it out. I had been asking for years, like, if this was somewhere I should be, should I just try to move on? What should I do? The answer is I really should have moved on. God still made it work anyway um, with the way that he allowed me to leave and, and the glory that is the promotion that he offered me. But, you know, God will bless a mess. When you're obedient, you turn stuff around to him. But anyway, you know, I also thought about like the stress from work and other life circumstances, plus the pandemic caused me to plus like being a, a mom with like very limited support because my family is um, 400 miles away. So and we are just still trying. I, mean, I think we might be introverts. We're still trying to build like that family here where we live. But it's not an easy task for me, at least. So still doing many, many things without like a, a supportive village. Um on top of like just trying to maintain life. Like I was tired and exhausted. I wasn't working out as as much as I should have been, like definitely not as consistently. I was drinking wine. I wasn't eating fast food, but I'm sh like I don't I'm pretty sure we were eating takeout often. Um, I have this granola that I love from Target that I really was overdosing on and it had sugar. And so I said I'd say it had a high con. I was getting too much sugar. And as I'm like reading on how to heal your body from this and learning from my doctor, all of those things are risk factors. Those things led to that diagnosis. And so like it Regardless of like the comparison of what other people are doing, my body was predisposed to a recurrence and it was my responsibility to take the best care of myself and then I wouldn't have been in this situation. Hallelujah. Thank God that I know it now so that I can be healthy for the rest. Well, how old am I? Okay. For the next 60 years, six decades in this street. But, you know, like that is just an example of how when we take the ownership off of these external factors and just search ourselves for what can I do to help improve the quality of my own living, that there is power there. And, um, you know, it's so strange. And I think I've said this before, but that, like I was really thinking about just the diagnosis from February and how this has really been like the hugest silver lining disaster that I've ever experienced. Like, 
I won't go into too many details, but you know, there are things that have happened in the aftermath because of like the way I'm prioritizing my health that just probably would not have ever happened if this didn't happen, like if this didn't occur. And these are things that have impacted me in such a wonderful way and have like increased my quality of living, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, relationally. There are there's just so much more of an intention about the way I do things, and there's way less guilt about like advocating for my well-being. And I have always since well, it's only been three and a half years, but since I knew I was pregnant, so I guess a little longer than that. I knew that there were things that I did want to pass down to my child and that I did not want to pass down to my child. And like, you know, people use the term of breaking generational curses and stuff. There were patterns that I wanted to absolutely break. And sometimes when we talk about that, like when you do the inner work, especially if you have a partner and you're both doing the inner work, there are things that will ease off or they will slowly fall off or that you will shift out of those negative patterns. But in this instance, when I got a diagnosis about breast cancer in February, 2021, and then I had to immediately do some autocorrection, that was like the perfect depiction of breaking off of my life. And so um, I'm just, you know, it sounds so crazy. I feel guilty for saying this, but I really am grateful it happened. There is still some, of course, residual uh, just grief that it happened this way. I wish <laughs> I wish I would have been able to learn this lesson and receive all of these like beautiful blessings in a different, less traumatic way. Um, but you know, I'm still healing from it. I am grateful that the people who love me love me hard. I'm grateful that I get to freely love those people back. I'm grateful that there is no one who I have to question or like doubt their like loyalty and integrity that is close to me. I just, I'm very grateful for the clarity. And so as I wrap up here, I actually saw a tweet not too long ago and the guy was talking about how like, even if the only thing that you are proud of this year is that you survived it, that's an accomplishment to celebrate. And I got to thinking like, okay, so what would I be proud of this year? And then I realized like in 2021, I finished grad school with a 4.0 in a pandemic with a three-year-old at a very stressful job. I healed from cancer again for the second and last time. I left that toxic workplace and got promoted. <laughs> and I deepened and maintained the relationships that really mean the most to me, those reciprocal deep covenant relationships. And then I love fiercely on my husband and daughter. And most of all, I am learning even more to love myself fiercely and advocate fiercely for myself to push back on capitalism, to go inward more often, to be in prayer and to literally depend on God in every season. And I just really think that that's something that needs to be celebrated. So if you can make a list about all that 2021 has been to you, which I encourage you to do in your journaling after this, I'm wondering if you can also highlight the joys. If you can force your mind to remember the moments that made you smile, that made you feel happy, that made you feel good, that cracked you up. How about you put that on your list? 
And then I want you to remind yourself that you can choose happiness. You can choose joy. It does take work and a training of our brains if that's not the way you were uh, raised. But it's possible. Remind yourself of that. And then set one intention. I'm not necessarily asking you to do a vision board if you don't want to. I love vision boards, even though like I knew I should have known this year was going to be crazy because for the first time during my vision board party this year, I was like, hmm, I don't really know. I don't really know what I want. It just feels all fuzzy. And that never happens. I'm a Virgo in case you don't know. That literally never happens. And so I should have known right then and there that this year would be nothing like what I could even plan for. But it does help to, to write down at least the things that you want to call to your life. Is it deep relationships? Is it like a meaningful journey of some sorts? Like be as specific as possible in calling that to yourself so that you can remind yourself that there is more available to you. There is always more available to us. We just have to be ready and willing to receive. And that might mean clearing out the things that are holding us back, clearing out the relationships that almost feel like leeches, but you're attached to them because they, they seem like good people, even though there is no fruit there. Like that's the difference between being nice and kind. Being nice is making sure that everybody's happy and everybody likes you, even if it's to your own detriment. Being kind is still operating with integrity and with generosity and compassion and empathy, but understanding that you too deserve that same effort and that everybody can't be around you on the journey with you. Um, so that's it. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the More Than a Mummy podcast. I am very grateful for you. I hope your holiday season is beautiful. I hope that you get the rest that you need mentally and physically. And I can't wait to continue to level up with you next year. Okay, bye.